Dallas Young here from the Left Turn Podcast, uh, bringing you a new podcast uh, called Mouths of the South, uh, which we'll get into a little bit of uh, what we're going to talk about. We got Corbin Saylor. Corbin, man, uh, we're three and one on the season. Uh, go you Tigers, are. baby. Go Tigers. Oh, yeah. So uh, lost the first game against UCLA. Uh, kind of expected that. Um, kind of, in a way, uh, UCLA returned so many starters, uh, super seniors, basically. Um, and we were missing a few key, uh, few key players that game. Um, still, they could have won easily, but, uh, yeah, anyway. But, uh, first, what this podcast is about is, basically, we talk about football for hours, and we want to voice our opinions out there for all the listeners. Uh, you could agree with us. You could. I mean, you don't have to. Uh, we know that Tennessee is going downhill since 2016. You know, we, we know LSU is a one-and-done school for national championships. We know. We know. You don't have to tell us that. We'll talk about it, though, because we love talking football. Absolutely. I hear you. I hear you freaking laughing. I mean, that's, that's basically what it is. So we both are LSU fans. You'll be, we might as well be on a podcast with Cody and Jacob Hester on that's, Hey Fighting Podcast. Dude, that podcast is amazing. If you guys is. haven't listened to it, go check it out. They talk about LSU. Jacob Hester is top five of our favorite players that's ever played at LSU. Um, anyway, man, Corbin, uh, what, uh, what, expectations uh, for LSU football this year? Well, at the beginning of the year, I mean, you both thought it was going to be not Max Johnson at quarterback. So, I had very high hopes for this team with Miles, with uh, I thought Miles Brandon would be the starter. I assumed he would be, but he got hurt. Go with Max Johnson, which who I've had a lot of trust in. First game, disappointed in the UCLA. After that, I was like, it's going to be a rough year. Now, after the Mississippi State game, I think we have a great chance of beating Auburn, especially with how Bo Nix has played. I'm assuming they start T.J. Finley. It's it's hard not to say. Yeah. I mean, Auburn went to Happy Valley and kept it close. But Happy Valley and – Death Valley differ. Very. You've got people that are there from 5 a.m. They're already drunk by 5.15, and they're ready to freaking go. The game no. is at 7 o'clock, like, what, or 8 o'clock uh, down there, or our time, 7 o'clock their time. Like, there's nothing, we've experienced this. There's nothing like a Saturday night in Death Valley, full capacity for the first time since we were last there. Man, I like like you said. I, I think Auburn, we might have a chance over Auburn. Um, it'd be really cool to uh, to beat them by like two touchdowns. Um, but I mean, what what all has impressed you so far? What all has not impressed you? And where is there room for improvement okay. for uh, for the Tigers? Before we get into that, I'm just going to say it's this is Auburn Hate Week. It's my favorite week of the year. Cole this Tracy, Cole Tracy, Cole Tracy game. You want to hear a crazy stat? What's that? 
in 22 years, Auburn has not beaten LSU in Baton Rouge. In 22 years. I was actually going to. It's going to be 23 tomorrow. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, regardless, who's impressed me the most from LSU? Without a doubt, Max Johnson is on pace to have uh, top three, top four quarterbacks to walk through based off of his stats. Um, Corey, Corey Kenner at running back has impressed me the last two games. Receiving, of course, Boutte's going crazy, but uh, Jack Beach and Deion Smith have stepped up crazy in those oh, yeah. two. Cade York's just deadly he's a freaking dead eye yeah yeah and then defense aside damone clark stepped up really big cordell fought played really good and then i mean whatever stingley's not there dwight mclaughlin come steps in and i mean fills that void so it's the defense looking a lot better still not making the discipline like as time goes on the halfback wheel route haunts me to this day. It doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter who's out there. Something about that halfback wheel route that just always kills LSU. I I agree with I agree with you there. Um, I mean, most outstanding player on defense right now, like you said, Demone Clark uh, recovered a fumble caused by Cordell Flaw. We were slandering this guy so much in 2020 especially after the Mississippi State game. And he goes out, gets a pick, and a forced fumble. Um, Mississippi State and freaking Damone Clark. I think this is his second straight week of being SEC Player of the Week, Defensive Player of the Week. That is crazy. Damone, we, you know, we were still, both of us were giving him some slander last season, saying he missed a few tackles. Um I mean, it could have just been where he was in Bo Pliny's uh, defense. Um, but Damone had over 10 tackles, I think, last week. Um, and also a guy that I've been keeping my eye on is Major Burns. Um, also Dwight McLaughlin, like you said, with, uh, with Stingley being out. You know, those are some of the guys that are, you know, going to have to step up with Stingley being out. And they won't even throw Eli Ricks' his way. I don't even – I wouldn't, honestly. Uh, in on, on your honest opinion, when's the last time you've seen a, I, I guess freshman and sophomore, season corner have as much impact as alongside from Stingley? <clears throat> I can recall one player in particular, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, that's that is it's 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 crazy. It is freaking crazy. Um, I mean, and, and going back to the offensive side of the ball, you know. Max Johnson has thrown for over three touchdowns in each of his six starts, which is really impressive. Um, he's thrown for over, I think, 200 yards in each of those starts. Um, of course, he's got a few uh, interceptions as well. Um, but Kayshawn Butte, man, 308 yards against freaking Ole Miss. I mean, and four touchdowns, I believe four touchdowns that game as well. Mm-hmm. 308 yards, SEC record. You know, and then he comes out. He scored a touchdown in every single game this season. Um, last uh, against Central Michigan, I believe he had one for like 61 yards. But continue. I mean, the next week against Mississippi State had two touchdowns, um, maybe 70 something yards. But I mean, still, it's Kayshawn Butte. 
And then you add guys like Corey Connor, who I feel like the run game, we, I mean, I've heard it, heard about it. We've probably talked about it a few times. That run game needs some work. Um, and I, I believe if, uh, if Goodwin and I hope to God John Embry comes back, um, but he's just been plagued by injuries, and then whatever the the hell happened with his academics, yeah, with yeah. his academics, I, I feel like there's more there, but we'll know yeah. sooner, sooner yeah. or later. But with Corey Connor, Goodwin, even TDP, you know, Ty, uh, Ty Davis Price, you know, that Ty Davis Price 2019, I mean, basically kind of sealed the game against Florida. Other mm-hmm. than Jamar Chase's, you know, wide open, hey, I'm here screw you Florida touchdown. He basically kind of helped seal that game. And then last year, you know, he was, he was decent. He you know, played by a few injuries, had to have uh, John Emery come in. They barely ran the football. And then, uh, and now it's, you know, I, I feel like he doesn't, he doesn't fight for the extra yardage, maybe because he's still kind of hurt, maybe because, you know, and there's maybe a conservative approach to the run game, possibly. I don't – it's just like I feel like it's – I mean, I know it's crazy to say this, but, like, I kind of miss the old days when we would run the football because it just – we legitimately cannot run the football. I don't know what happened. But, I don't either. Like, of course, the 2019 crazy season, like, you know, spread it out, everything happened, but Claude still ran the football really well that year. Yeah, Claude had over 1,000 yards. Yeah, then the next year it's like they just refuse to even attempt to run the football. I guess. I, I think it, what it was was trying to replicate the, the uh, you know, the, the 2019 offense. And try to replicate it. You have Miles Brennan who was back up to Joe Burrow who could, has an absolute cannon of an arm and can get the ball up, maybe those 50-50 balls to – Kayshawn to, you know, Terrace Marshall was there last season until the uh, Arkansas game. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. And then you go to Max Johnson, who is completely different than Miles. Uh, I mean, to in, in my opinion, he is. But you, like you pointed on earlier, Ma, or Max is on pace to be top three quarterbacks in LSU history, which, I mean, if you would have told me this two years ago, I was like, no, Miles Brennan's going to be top three. He's going to be right after uh, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Now we've got two two seasons of no Miles Brennan. We were high on Miles, and now we've got Max. Comfortable with Max. There's some throws I'm still kind of like, why would you throw that? Like the one against UCLA, and uh, and some of those some of the passes that he should have had back. You know, some one of the interceptions on a deep ball last week. Um, could have, you know, could have went either way. Um, but, I mean, he's got an incredible, talented receiving core around him. He's got uh, Deion Smith. He's got uh, that Malik Neighbors. He's got Jack Besh, who is probably the best tight end, wide receiver, whatever the hell you want to call him, um, it, that we've yeah, had. Like, I mean, go ahead. I was going to say, it's like, it's hard to call him a tight end, but, I mean, he's, he's basically equivalent to what Kyle Pitts was at. Florida. Exactly. He's just a massive wide receiver and, that they just lined up in the slot. And we thought of, the, of Eric Gilbert as one of those guys. Yeah. Um, 
we thought that he was going to be next. Um, I mean, I it's like Kyle Pitts, but, you know, we thought he was going to be one of the next. Like Jarvis Landry um, type players, you know, that will, you know, you know how I'm, I'm trying, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But like, yeah. Um, but Jack, man, he, he's a baller. I like what he's about. Uh, and as far as, I mean, Kayshawn's going to be Kayshawn. Um, if there's any way that, you know, if LSU has a winning record, uh, which I, I'm pretty sure they will if they go out if they go out and beat Florida if they go out and beat Auburn this week if they keep it close against Alabama if they I, I mean this is weird to say if they beat Arkansas which is very it. weird to say I hate beat Arkansas. Arkansas yeah um, so I mean and then of course A and M you know A and M is A and M they show flashes of good good years. Um, and then there's, I don't know, they lose to Arkansas. So. But, um, I mean, I, I, w- I would put Kayshawn in the Heisman race. Um, I know me and Connor on uh, the radio broadcast tonight when Cosby played uh, North Green, we talked about Bryce Young from Alabama saying that he's a Heisman frontrunner right now. And then yeah. you've got the guy from, uh, and then you got the guy from Ole Miss, uh, Matt Corral, I think. He's yeah. up there. Um, and then, I mean, what? It's just bro, I'm That's looking it. ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm looking ahead right now. I don't know why. And then you got Spencer Rattler, but I'm looking ahead, which we need to be focusing on Auburn right now. Um, I'll play a little clip of Auburn. Uh, my mom actually recorded this of me um, at the time that Cole Tracy nailed the game winner oh, at Auburn. Day. She she sent it to me earlier. Um, so we're going to uh, we're going to play that clip real quick for you. And that was basically a raw reaction of, you know, LSU. They were down in the fourth quarter, uh, what, 20, 20 to something. It was it was a 13-point deficit single-handedly brought back from Joe it was the Derek Dillon touchdown. Derek Joe Dillon, Burrow one, Derek of, Dillon. one of the I most underrated that. wide receivers to come through LSU. I agree with that. I agree with that. I was high on Derek Dillon for a little bit, but uh, and then you said who you said Jamar Chase was going to be, you know, one of the best yep. receivers and is still <laughs> one of the best receivers that yeah. has came out of LSU. And then uh, ju- you can put Justin Jefferson, and then hell, even after this season, Kayshawn Butte. I, I could put them them three in the top three. Those three yep. guys, top three, and then I would put Jarvis and OBJ. Not taking anything away from Jarvis and OBJ, but Ruben Rand, Randall, 
you know, Sterling Sh- or not Sterling Shepard, uh, Russell Shepard. Then you've got uh, Dwayne Bowie. And then you got, I mean, there's so DJ many guys. Chark. Yeah, DJ Chark. Yeah, DJ Chark. Like, I mean, just to have a incredible season like Justin Jefferson, Joe, uh, or Jamar Chase had. I mean, hell, you can even throw Thad Moss in there, man. Wait, like, how? I don't know how, but I forgot about Terrence Marshall. I don't know how. Yeah, Terrence Marshall, man. Like, it, it, it has changed so much because it's been a minute since we've seen a LSU team air the ball out, I think, since Mettenberger. And then we got flashes of it in, in uh, 2016 through about 2017 with Danny Etling. Danny, Danny is a good quarterback. Danny is I, a I will, good quarterback. I will freaking die on that hill. I will die on the Danny Etling is a good quarterback hill. To the day I die, he was. I he mean, was. when when men when me and my mom went to the Tennessee game, I literally watched this man rush for like two touchdowns. But anyway, going back to the Auburn thing, we just played the clip. Man, what was what was your reaction? I know after I, my mom made that video, I puked. What about you? I I'm not going to. I was probably the same. I. I don't remember exactly where I was, but I definitely remember standing. I remember not being able to sit down that entire fourth quarter, no, standing and hoping and praying to, at the time, was an unknown Cole Tracy. All we knew that he was a transfer who. From, from Providence? or from... It was a transfer who apparently never missed, so I was holding him to that. 42-yard Game winner Jordan Hare, center of the field. It's Down now the instead of Jordan Hare, it's now it's just Cole Tracy's house. That's just all <laughs> there is to it. That's true. I'm very interested though because I want to see TJ Finley versus Max Johnson. This is the game last year where TJ Finley lost his starting job, and Max Johnson took right. over. So, yeah, that that's one matchup I'm really excited to see. Um, I mean, I would I would love to see it, but. Honestly, I think that uh, Auburn goes with Bo. Um, I think what Connor and I, hope and so. I yeah, I do too. What Connor uh, and I touched on was that LSU is going to. He's not. He doesn't sense pressure um, as much as TJ does. And and giving credit to TJ, you know, TJ's six foot freaking five 200 something reminds us of jamarcus russell we made that comparison uh last season when he was playing at lsu and then we get to you know now he's at auburn you know i mean if they start tj it's going to be close but if they start Bo, i don't know if auburn will be able to because you know there's nothing like saturday night in death valley you know that crowd is going to be once uh, Auburn's going to be on the uh, on that end zone where all the student section is. You won't be able to damn thing. No. We for sure didn't hear a damn thing when Kellen Mond <laughs> was at no. his own five. I got dude. I Jesus Christ. I still remember that. But anyway, I think I'm... that playing TJ never got to experience LSU at full capacity, and I think. You know, this is the first time, like, uh, I listened to the Hey Fighting podcast earlier. This is the first time that these sophomores, these freshmen, are going to be playing in Death Valley with 102,000-plus 
screaming, cheering for you. I, that is, it's just still crazy. Mm-hmm. And just going back to what you said on the size comparison, like Bo Nix, you know, 6'3", 215. TJ Finley is 6'8", 248 pounds. 6'8"? Yes. Are you kidding me? No. Jesus Christ. What a, <laughs> yeah. what a, okay. You said 6'5", but. He, he needs to put the, uh, the football down and go grab a basketball and go play yeah. center. I mean, come yeah. back to LSU. I mean, dang. Have you seen I, the games that are happening? I get technically today, but we're going to say tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, so what, we'll t- we'll touch base on that. We're going to take a break. Uh, we'll send a uh, well. We're going to take us a little break because we need to drink something because I'm about to die. So, we're going to hear a little bit about our presenting sponsor, Anchor. Hey guys, welcome back here to Mount Cast. I'm Dallas Young here with Corbin Say. Uh, we got a big slate of college football games, especially in the SEC, starting off with the must-watch matchup of the uh, the afternoon. Uh, man, Ole Miss travels to Bryant Denny Stadium to play Alabama. Um, you mentioned it uh, while we were on break. Um, Alabama's favored 18 over Ole Miss, but uh, if you go back to last year, Ole Miss kept it close. That they did. If you, any time Alabama loses, it's to great quarterback play, which Matt Corral has been nothing less than great this year. I mean, he has over a 70% completion percentage, non-touchdowns, no interceptions. Averaging ten yards a pass. Granted, they haven't really, haven't really played anyone yet. But I mean, he looks, he looks dominant this year. I think he gives. I think Matt Crow gives Alabama's defense all that they want. I agree with you. Um, I know Ole Miss. They they have a solid run game. Um, you know, I don't know Matt Crow's stats on the ground, but um, I I do know that he's he ran the ball really well against LSU last year. Um, unfortunately, threw five picks, one to Jay Ward, you know, the Warden baby, um, and a few to all, maybe uh, one to Ollie Gay. I think Mo Hampton got one. Dwight um, McLaughlin got one. Yeah, Dwight McLaughlin got one. Hell, even I got one for just for the fun of it. Yeah. Um, DBU baby. But, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, I think Matt Corral gives Alabama all they can. But it's Alabama. I touched on this on fumbling around on WLIK earlier. They're, Alabama's backing up five stars on five stars and five stars and five stars. Sometimes those stars don't mean anything. Um, I mean, you've got Justin Jefferson that was a two-star coming out of high school, and now he is—he won um, or he holds the record for most receiving yards in the NFL. He's uh, the second-best receiver in, in the NFL right now. Yeah, and for the for a rookie last year, and then you got Jamar Chase. I mean, Jamar. I don't know what he was a three star. He was a three star. So I mean, stars don't matter. Alabama. Um, I can only name maybe two or three players on that team right now. Um, John Mechie and And Bryce Young. There's only two that I can really think. Uh, um, They just. just Reload every year and run through everybody. But um, I still, I'm, 
I want to pick Alabama by three, but I I hope just for the sake of college football, just for the sake of the playoffs, I hope to see a Ole Miss win. But I'm going to pick Alabama by three. What about you? I think if this game was anywhere else in the entire world other than Bryant Denny, I think Ole Miss keeps it within a score. But with it being him, Bryant Denny, I, I mean, Alabama's looked untouchable in their first four games. They've absolutely dominated any and every one that they've played. Yeah. But I just I just think I think they went by at least ten. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I just think towards the end of the game, maybe, you know, on the lead, try to run the clock out as much as they can. Ole Miss comes down and scores, make makes it a ball game, but Alabama, you know, drives down the field, makes like a twenty two yard field goal and they win by three. But I do like the win by 10. I do like that. So I, I might raise it up to 10, maybe even maybe even 14, maybe two touchdowns. Um, but we'll just have to see, you know, like if it was at – if it was in Oxford, I would definitely choose Ole Miss for an upset by at least four points, maybe, maybe even five. Um, but, you know, it's Brian Denny. We've not witnessed a game there. Um, we drove by it a few times or once, but um, it's just a, a tough place to play. But uh, give me Bama. Uh, so you're going to pick Bama. Um, another big matchup, college game day, is going to be at Arkansas, Georgia. Noon kickoff. Yeah, noon kickoff. So we get to see a great upset. Uh, yes, early, upset. Early Sam Pittman, we trust. Yeah. Arkansas yeah. over Georgia. I freaking love it. I freaking love it. 28-17, Arkansas over Georgia. 28-17? Yes. Hell yeah. I was I was going to say about 34, maybe 31, 34-31, Arkansas wins it. I, I, I'm just – I don't know why I play it Ar- safe on a field goal. But, man, Arkansas is playing out of their minds this year. This is the first time since, what, 2016, 2015? Yeah. Since they've had a good squad, yeah. Since they've had a good squad. Here's the craziest part: is they have the best schedule up to this point. They, people don't remember this crazy enough. Week two, they blew at the time a top ten Texas team out. Yeah, forty yeah. to seventeen, I think. In Austin, then they go to Texas A and M, and the score was closer than that game showed. Arkansas dominated dominated that entire game. So does I guess Arkansas just own Texas now? I think say, so. I mean they've blown out both team both of the best teams from Texas. So, but their schedule uh, is crazy. So there you go. They play number seven A and M. Then they're at number two Georgia, at number twelve Ole Miss, and then turn around and play uh, twenty two Auburn. This is assuming the rankings stay the same as of right now, but. You're looking at you know, four ranked SEC games just back to back. Just that's just wild to me. I man, I'm so glad you picked Arkansas because I was gonna. We were gonna get into a heated discussion about Arkansas not winning this. I I mean Georgia's no. I'm not knocking Georgia's defense. They held Clemson to a field goal. You know their only touchdown was against 
Clemson's offense, you know, they picked off uh, Ujulele and took it to the house, 110 to 3. But Georgia has a good defense, but That's Arkansas is going to get it done. Um, who else have we got? Kentucky and Florida. Kentucky and Florida is another good one. Kentu- Kentucky is one of those sneaky good teams. They it's, do this every year. God, they're I un- wish we had Dylan in here. I wish they we are had unranked, here, but yet somehow, someway, they're 4-0, and and it's, I mean, realistically, uh, yeah. they have a chance. Uh, I mean. What's their quarterback's name? It is, hold on, me. Oh, you're good. Uh, Will Levis. Okay. Give me a banana. I'm going to eat that banana yeah. peel and all. <laughs> yep. I want the Cats to win by at I'm... least a, maybe a touchdown. But. You know how these games go. Um, I think a few years ago, Kentucky had basically the win locked up. Um, it came with a 48-yard field goal and missed it. And it iced the game, put the final nail in the coffin. They were up 29. And then Florida gets the ball back and ultimately drives it downfield, wide open in the end zone, catches it, game over. That if if I was wild, don't forget man, that, was, that game. That game two. That game two. Kentucky had four busted covers, and the two of those four, two of them were legitimately wide receivers standing wide open in the end zone. So that was, that was uh, a game they 100 percent should have won. For some reason, it seems like Kentucky is Florida's kryptonite. Every year, it doesn't matter like who your favorite team is. There's always that one team every year you hate playing. Exactly, exactly. And that's and, Florida's team is Kentucky. Without a doubt, I, you know, you know. I mean, just looking at those, these past matchups, you know, Kentucky finally got one on them in in the swamp uh, when they had Josh Allen, the linebacker there, um, and I think they they had uh, Benny Snell. Benny Snell ran mm-hmm. for like what three touchdowns that yeah. game or something. Yeah, he run um, wild. Yeah, and like I want to see that again. I, and I think all the fans up in the Bluegrass State go into Lexington. You know, just hammered, drunk, ready for this game. You know, I just I want to see it. Just give me the Wildcats coming give out of the coal the mines for this. Yeah, give me. <laughs> I want the Wildcats to win so bad. I do too. Even even though you know I'm fumbling around, I chose Florida by three. Realistically, I I wanted to say you want Kentucky to, by thirty. Yeah, I want no hell no. I want Kentucky by ninety. Give ninety, and I know Dylan. Well, I wish we had him in here for this this part, but man, I just I feel I feel go like cats, go yeah, big go blue, cats, go big blue. You're listening to Big Blue <laughs> Football on Mouths of the South podcast. Anyway, yeah, I, I just want to go with the Wildcats. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was uh, I was getting hype about it because I want to see. I, I I think Florida has the talent there. I just think, you know, there's going to be some – there's going to be one defensive play, maybe a fumble, that's going to turn everything around for Kentucky. I think it's going to happen, and Will – that's his first name, right, Will? Yep. He is going to have a great game. He's going to throw an interception, but he's also going to have about three total touchdowns. I don't know if he can use his legs. 
He's going to have one rushing, uh, and he's going to have two, two through the air. Um, that, that's just me predicting. But I, I'm going to choose the Cats on this one. Uh, I agree with you. I think I am honestly haven't been – so I people tell me I'm a Tennessee hater all the time, blah, blah, blah. I grow up here. I don't like Tennessee. Never have, never will. Mm-hmm. The scoreline of the Tennessee-Florida game wasn't close to how it was actually played. Tennessee was a lot closer than that scoreline showed. I wasn't that impressed with Florida. No. And, and honestly, you know, like like you said, we grew up in Tennessee, not big volunteer fans. But I found myself pulling for Tennessee. I did. Like, I really genuinely, when they went up 14-7, to 7, I was like. It's 98. It it's it feels like ninety eight. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute now, they got themselves a stout football team, yeah. and then they come back ten to fourteen. I was like, okay, you know, maybe they're, you know, and I didn't I didn't know at the time that uh, Hooker, I think that's his last name, yeah, um, went out with an injury. At that time, I didn't because I just kept kept up with it on the ESPN app. I didn't know he had an injury, and then they brought in uh, that quarterback. That uh, is it, Mixon. Is yep. his last name uh, that throws apparently over the mountains so, listen, like Uncle Rico. Mixon, if you need a ball thrown 50 yards, he'll throw it 50 yards. If you need a football thrown 20 yards, he'll throw it 50 yards. <laughs> if you need it in the end zone on a on a two-yard strike, it's, it's going yards. over the scoreboard. Yeah. I don't know if you've okay. ever watched him throw, but it's like it's, it's almost comparable to Cam Newton to where like it's a hard football to catch. He throws it so hard. I like that comparison. I do. So if you're a Tennessee fan listening to this for the first time, we're sorry we're Tennessee. We don't like Tennessee, but you got yourself a, a nice quarterback that can throw it 50 yards when you need him. When you like Corbin said, when you need it 20 yards, it's 50 yards, and when you need it in the end zone, just a little fade to the goal line, it's 50, it's gonna yards. Be 50 yards. Yeah. So if you're sitting up there in Neyland Stadium on row 42. Be get ready your gloves at all on. Times. Get them gloves on. Get some stick them on your hands. It's coming to you, buddy. But, but with that, uh, all jokes aside on the Tennessee hate, I think Tennessee blows Missouri out of the water. I do too. I was actually going to, that was going to be the next game I was going to ask you about. Uh, so Tennessee, Missouri, travel to Missouri. Um, this is a team that LSU played last year. Um, Fluke. Uh, yeah, Fluke game. But, the Bo Pelini defense really let us down there, but that and Miles Brennan having to play the entire game with like seven torn torn muscles, yeah, yeah, like freaking god. Um, but anyway, man. Um, so yeah, what? I'm I like Tennessee in this one. Tennessee's going to get it done. Um, well, I guess we can go ahead and wrap up the last SEC game of the day: Mississippi State at A and M, where Mississippi State by two hundred. Me and you were talking about A and M's not looking good, and they are. Uh, not a very heavy favorites against a Mississippi State team that didn't look that well against a LSU team that's on a down year. Okay, so you're gonna rank a. I'm about to go off. I'm I'm about to go off. I'm I'm preparing you for this. So you rank Texas A&M number seven in the country. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. They lose to Arkansas. All right. What are they now? 15th. 13th. 15th. Okay. Arkansas, 16th in the country at the time. All right. Mm-hmm. We were 16th in the country when 
UCLA beat us when they beat LSU, okay? Yeah. All right? Now, why are they sitting at 15th? I don't. Why the hell is the number 15 team in the country? Who who, uh, who have they beat? Uh, so far this year, they have beat – Um. let's see. Who have uh, – they they beat Kent State week wow. one. They wow. beat Colorado by three week <laughs> two. And then they turn around and played a powerhouse in New Mexico and beat them. Oh. And then they play a – it was a little sarcastic on the powerhouse of New Mexico. But – When did they play Eastridge Middle School? Do you know? No. I'm just – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. For, for the fans that are just now tuning in for the first time – if you're a New Mexico fan, we're sorry, but not really. A&M and I go way back when they hired Jim Fit or Jimbo Fisher. That's like Jimbo. <laughs> hey, Jimbo, how does that 50-piece taste, okay? First off, 2018 seven-overtime game, LSU won that game three times. They could have easily Host. went to that. Just by how many times they could have won that game. They could have easily been in the national championship that year. Um, Jimbo is just Jimbo. I, even though Most overrated like, coach in football. No, even he's the most overrated. He, yeah, he is. Even though he won a championship at LSU in 2003, I don't give a damn. Carried. Just don't, just don't like him. A&M, I don't like Kellen Mond. I have... Where at Nike, where I work, I had somebody say, I had somebody ask me um, about quarterbacks that you don't like. And I said, Kellen Mond, number one. And they're like, Kellen Mond, really? He's really good. And I was like, no, I just, he's, I, he's not good. <laughs> I mean, he literally threw to Grant Delpit and Jacoby Stevens and, and, you know, and Christian Fulton and, you know, more I, times than he did his own receivers. Exactly. I mean, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate on this, um, but I don't like Kellen Mond. I don't like, him. I don't like Jimbo Fisher. So give me more cowbell. Uh, yeah. Even though we don't, I don't like Mississippi State as much. No. Um, don't like Mike but, Leach at all. But for this game, I'm hey, I'm going to get a, one of his I, fake mustaches, and we're on the pirate ship. Yep. If I had a cowbell ringing that so freaking hard right now that yeah. the bell would be stuck, I want. Out and just air it out and just throw the football 30, 38,000 times. They yeah, threw the football yeah. 72 times against LSU. 70, yeah, 72 times. They almost came back and won. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was but, yeah. And I'm, I'm tired of this UCLA slander like, oh, LSU lost to a bad UCLA team. UCLA is not bad. No, they were top twenty-five. They, they're still top twenty-five. Yeah, here's the only game that they lost was to Fresno a Fresno State. State, who's ranked in the top fifteen. It's not like it's not like they didn't lose to a nobody. It was to a top fifteen team. It's Fresno. Fresno State's one loss this year was at Oregon when they got beat on a last-second touchdown. Jesus. So, yeah. So. Dang, their one loss this year was on the road 
at the number three team in the country, and they lost by seven. So it's... I mean, that's still pretty impressive. Yeah, to say that... So, I mean, realistically looking at it, LSU's one loss isn't terrible. We beat Auburn this week. We're back in the top 25 per usual. But touching bases on other games that are supposed to be good this week, the game I'm really excited for is Cincinnati-Notre Dame. Yeah, I was actually going to – I had a list pulled up. Um, We're going to take a really quick break here. Uh, You're listening to Mouths of the South podcast here on the Left Turn Media platform. All right, welcome back here to Mouths of the South podcast. Um, If you guys are in the East Tennessee area, um, I do the play-by-play announcing for the Cosby High School Football Eagles, and uh, Corbin is the color commentator. Um, We'll talk a little bit about that at the uh, end portion of the show. But uh, first off, we've got Notre Dame against Cincinnati. Uh, Corbin, man, tell us a little bit about that matchup. Um. Cincinnati's one of those not power five schools that is just they're good every single year. They are the Boise States of our childhood growing up. But I mean, last year they were making arguments to get into the playoff, didn't play Georgia in a bowl game, run through Georgia. So this year might be the year that they get in as a non-Power 5 school, but Notre Dame is battle-tested. They played a Wisconsin team that's supposed to be very good, and quite frankly, it wasn't close. Blew them out of the water. I don't see them blowing Cincinnati out. I think they win. I don't see them winning by more than a touchdown. So you see Notre Dame winning? Correct? Yeah, I see, I see Notre Dame winning. I don't see them winning by more than a touchdown, though. I can agree with that. Uh, you know what? Uh, what is it that uh, the Lucky Charms Leprechaun says? They're magically delicious. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have me a nice bowl of Lucky Charms in just a few minutes because I'm going to choose the Irish on this one. I mean, they have the second best helmet in college football. Um, and we already know who the first one is. But uh, I just, just from watching that uh who'd they play earlier i was watching that game um they completely who was it that they beat not too long ago was it last week that they wisconsin yeah yeah they played yeah of course yeah when they picked off mertz four times yeah, yeah. and they ended up winning the, the ball game like scored 31 unanswered points in the fourth quarter yeah it was a blowout Going yeah, into, so, yeah, going into the fourth quarter, it was ten to ten, and the game ended forty-one to thirteen. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to pick the Irish on this one. I think that that defense, you know, coming off last week, they're going to try to, you know, they're going to have all that momentum. They're going to be hyped up and everything. Just give me the Irish. Um, and I'm one of the biggest Notre Dame haters too. Like oh, they yeah. don't play anyone every year. Blah blah blah. Like that. But screw up our hair next time. He he will, but. To be fair, this year their defense looks legit. They played a legit Wisconsin team. This will be the, the if they beat Cincinnati here, they undoubtedly deserve to get in. It's they've earned this year. Last year it was they didn't play anyone. This year they've played, you know, two top ten teams at the time they're playing that are really good. 
if they win, they're they're in. That's uh, it's just as simple as that. Oh yeah. All right. So we picked both. We both picked the Irish and uh, who else we got? We, we got Michigan. The the big new big noon kickoff: Michigan, Wisconsin. Oh boy, can't wait for that one. Um, so big blue, go big blue. Uh, Michigan, the Mays and Navy um, play the Wisconsin Badgers. Man, don't know much about Wisconsin other than they got beat by Penn State. Or uh, yeah, they got beat by Penn yeah. State, I believe. Yeah, they got beat. They got uh, beat last last week by Notre Dame. Um, and Michigan, um, there's a guy at that I work with that's a big Michigan fan. He tells me that um, that that running game is pretty pretty decent there you know charbonnet charbonnet from ucla was a yeah. michigan um he played at michigan last year and transferred to ucla you know can you imagine charbonnet in that offense for michigan yeah. this year i i understand what he's saying with like this running game is crazy but it's i mean michigan it's it's sort of the same story of notre dame is they don't really play anyone until the you know into their into end of their schedule, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, that are typically their last three games. Mm-hmm. But this year, they're getting tested early when they when they're playing Wisconsin. Wisconsin has a legit defense, I, and it's being played in Madison. So Ooh. I would genuinely take Wisconsin by a field goal. Now, if there's more points scored than a field goal, I will be surprised. But I go, Mich- I go, I'm going Wisconsin by three. I'm going to keep the same thing, field goal. Uh, but I'm going to choose Michigan on this one. I don't. I think Battle Harbaugh. the kickers. Yeah, I think Harbaugh is. Co- uh, he's out after this year, correct? I. Yeah. I, yes. We've heard it for years. You, uh, like it's almost like if he loses, he has like I feel like it's playoff. I don't even know if playoff is enough. I feel like it's almost national championship or bust with him because um, it's just. I mean, you hired him in. He's supposed to be coming from the NFL, this you know, offensive guru, just going to come in college game dominate, and it's just it hasn't worked out. And remotely close hasn't worked out. Yeah, I'm man, I'm gonna still pick Michigan on this one. Uh just by a field goal. Um maybe are, are you, if you were a betting man, which neither of us are, the over under's only forty points. That's very low. Yeah, I mean for 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 example, Arkansas, Georgia, two crazy defensive heavy teams. Georgia's allowed twenty points all year. The over under's forty eight and a half. Oh my god! So that's just how low scoring this game is projected to be. It's just unbelievable. Uh, on yeah. on the complete with saying that the Wisconsin's forty. Just going back to the Alabama Ole Miss, that line's eighty and a half. So it's over double. Yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's, that's just crazy. But I Wisconsin wins. That's just all there is to it. I think we're gonna we're gonna be jumping around. Yeah, we're 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 definitely gonna. I think this is the first game that we've disagreed on. Disagreed on, yeah. So, thank you, Michigan and Wisconsin. You made us both disagree, and we yeah. disagree. 
we rarely disagree on some things. All right. Another game that we more than likely will disagree on. Baylor versus Oklahoma State. Who are you going with and why? <laughs> I think you already know. Yes, that's why I said we're more than likely going to disagree. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take you for a whirlwind. I think Mike Gundy and that mullet wins by at least ten points. Okay. Well, I think Mike Gundy, you, and the mullet are all stupid. Baylor oh blows God. them. Baylor <laughs> blows them out, and it's not close. Dude, I, I was even saying that just so you, <laughs> I, you wouldn't be like you freaking. You freaking dumbass. You picked Baylor because Dave Miranda. That's exactly yes. what I was going to do. I, I, that's 100%. This is 100% bias pig. It's Dave Aranda show. Dave Aranda is going to dominate in the Big 12. <laughs> Baylor by 100. Bear down. Okay. Yeah, so I take back what I said. Bear down. Dave, Dave Aranda, sick em bears. What it bear down? Bear down, sick em bears. Whatever you want to call it, man. You got some great uniforms, especially with that lime green, whatever the hell you yeah. guys run. Uh, dude, Baylor, Baylor really impressed me last week. They, um, they honestly did. They, they look really good. They're a quiet 4-0 team. Like, it, it's crazy because I was I even picked Baylor, and everybody else picked uh, – I, I don't even know. Iowa State. Iowa State, yeah. So, no. um, everybody's like, yeah, give me the Cyclones. Give me the Cyclones. And I'm like – Bear down, Dave Aranda, baby. Here, Dave here's the cra- here's the crazy part. Baylor, number one team in the Big Twelve, leads everyone. So, I mean, with that being said, <clears throat> Dave Aranda effect. Exactly. Hey, hey Dave, buddy, um, we miss we miss you. you. <laughs> we we know we gave you some slander in 2018. No, 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 no slander that much. In I never gave Dave Aranda slander. I gave his players slander. With that being said, this player is currently dominating in the NFL. Christian I Fulton. apologize, <laughs> Christian Fulton. I'm sorry. Did you see that tweet that I sent you? It is. I did. He said uh, he tweeted at. It was uh, Cody. Cody, Cody yeah. tweeted about Christian Fulton. And then you tagged me saying there's no Christian Fulton slander. No, dude, you Listen. need to check your DMs right now because he, he sent he sent Meg the Stallion. I he, seen it. That's my said, corner. He, <laughs> Christian Fulton, dude. We, we love you. We love you. Uh, we hope to go to Nashville soon to see you. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God. All right. With that being said. Is there any other? Oh yeah, we get to bring up Clemson since everyone wants to. Trevor Lawrence, this Trevor Lawrence, I seen. I don't know if you've seen on Twitter. Trevor Lawrence rushed for a touchdown, and a certain Twitter account tweeted, "Joe Burrow could never." Uh, Do you want to hear a crazy fact? In Trevor Lawrence's football career, he's only ever lost two games when leading by ten. Both of those just happened to be to Joe Burrow. So, with that being said, Boston College by 15. Dude, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to play that for everybody. But uh, go Tigers. That's what I mean. Joe, I mean, Joe is with the Bengals. And Bengals are not that, you know, great. They're 3-1, though. Who day? Who day Bengals, baby. 
But, um, I mean, you got Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, fastest rookie um, to score four touchdowns in a, uh, what, four ga- three-game span? Um, yep. Surpassed Randy Moss, which Randy Moss is top five wide receivers in my in my he's, list. In my list, he's top two, and he's not two, so... <laughs> he's top two, but he's not two. Okay, yeah. I, I respect that. Randy Moss is the greatest receiver I've ever seen. Somebody tried to argue with me the other day that Jerry Rice was better than Randy Moss <laughs> and Terrell Owens, and I was Hear like, "Hear me out." It's hard for me to rank players that I've never seen before. So, like, the Jerry Ross isn't in my top three because it's like it's not fair. It's yeah, it's like I never seen him in his prime. Like the three greatest receivers I seen in my prime. Without a doubt, it's been Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson. Uh, that, I mean, it's 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 not in a specific order. It's Randy Moss one, and then there's and then, there's like four people after you could like argue with like Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin yeah. Johnson, Terrell Terrell Owens, Chad Chad yeah Ocho Cinco deserves yeah. all the praise. So it's like there there's a list of people you can put after them, but. Yep. Randy Moss is top let, two, and he's not two. So let me freaking know when Jerry Ross kicks a freaking extra point and makes it. Okay, Ocho Cinco better than Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Ross. Let me know when Jerry Ross can just throw his hand up and know that Randy will go get it. Jerry <laughs> wouldn't go get it. Randy will go get it. He's from Morgantown, Virginia. Randy will go get it. <laughs> he's, he's from Marshall, baby. Jesus Christ. All right, man. So that that does it for the college football picks. Uh, well, you didn't about... you didn't pick Boston College or Clemson. You already know who I'm going to pick. Yeah, fair enough. Boston College. They're four and zero, baby, and Clemson Never is uh, it's getting derailed right now, man. I mean, or they're three and one. What Clemson? No, uh, Boston College. You said oh, Boston. 4-0. No, Boston College is four and zero. Clemson's two and two. That's still crazy. About to be two, about to be two and three. <laughs> I hope to God they are. That'd be funny. But, uh, yeah, so, man, that does it with college football. A uh, little bit of high school football, uh, like we said. Uh, I did the play-by-play announcing. You're the color commentator. Um, due to some work scheduling, we had uh, we had you at work, and I had to uh, do the games. Uh, we had Connor Richardson, the co-host of the Left Turn Podcast, doing it this week. Um, but, man – they're zero and six on the season. Could um, be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. Um, you know, definitely a young team. I have. We both have watched them. Uh, pro- They're getting a lot better. They're, it's a completely different team from week one. Oh yeah, definitely. And and the way that uh, the quarterback um, is airing the ball out, he has a very nice deep ball. He throws it out to his receivers that he knows can. Um, well, it's, it's also what you're saying is he's throwing the football, which before was – it just wasn't – they couldn't call a throw. They just – they couldn't. They no, couldn't call a pass play, but – Yeah, and, and Cosby well this season. I mean, the record doesn't show it, but they were up 20 to 14 at the half um, this week against North Green. Um, you know, looked then they, great. they looked great. I thought, you know, they would try to. This is it. Kind of sit on sit on the lead a little bit, maybe score, maybe one more touchdown to kind of ice the game. But um, you know, you play that hard for two quarters, 
and you get gassed. And I, I get that. And such a young team, an inexperienced team with a t- with them having a lead like they did, it's, you know, you don't, they don't know when to sit on that lead, when to, you know, get the first down, try to choose some clock up, everything like that. Um, one of the moves that North Carolina, or North Carolina, goodness, North Green used um, was, so in high school, you know that you can keep taking delay of games Mm-hmm. Um, when it's like third down, um, <laughs> North Green took three minutes off the clock by taking straight, I think, five straight delay of games. Yep. Keep the, uh, the clock ticking. And at the time they were at 34 20, they ripped off a 39 yard field or 39 yard touchdown run and ultimately won the game 40 to 24. Um, like I said, there's still some growing pains for Cosby. Um, I think they get it done next week when they play Oakdale. We don't know much about Oakdale. Um, we'll have to uh, on Monday. We'll have to talk a little bit about what he's seen on film. What you know, kind of, you know. Um, I'll have to go and see what their their record is and everything like that. But um, I, I like to see Cosby finally get in that win column. I know they should have won tonight. But, um, you know, it's football. It, it happens. It happens. So, but, uh, man, we are – I'm so glad you're back next week. Absolutely. Because, you know, Connor did a really great job tonight. Uh, shout out, Connor. Appreciate you coming out. Um, unfortunately, he had uh, – he was kind of – his voice wasn't there at the fourth quarter. So he kind of, you know, I was like, hey, man, you're good. You're good. You can go. And you can't yeah. say you're good to a spin house. Um, spin. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Connor, we like you. Your food takes on <laughs> Facebook, though, are very questionable at times. Actually, you know what? No, actually, before we get too far off of this, Cosmic Brownies aren't good. I don't know what you're on about. They're not good. Okay, first off, have you ever looked in your cabinet? And cosmic brownies are the only one there. You're really freaking hungry, okay? You come out of the swimming pool. There's no ham. There's no white bread. There's no cheese. And the only thing you got in your cabinet is either raisins or cosmic brownies. What are you choosing? You want a sweet tweet? See, you got me. Oh, my God. Sweet tweet? A sweet tweet. You got a sweet (laughs) treat. Why are you not picking the cosmic brownies? Because cosmic brownies aren't good. The older you get, the worse they taste. I swear to God. I'm not wrong. You, no, you, no. you know I'm not wrong. Cosmic brownies are not good. Yes, they people, are. No, Dude. they're not. People, I've seen people slandering oatmeal cream pies like they're not the best thing in the entire world. Okay, oatmeal cream pies are superior. But cosmic brownies deserve to be in a conversation of great cakes. Great little Debbie cakes. I swear to God. I can go to Food City whenever they open, and I'm going to get a box of Cosmic Brownies, and I'm going to mail them to you. You know what? I'll even show up to your house, and I will eat the whole box in front of you. For those that are listening that don't know what we're talking about, there's an image. It's like you can only keep three. The items that are up is a Twinkie, a Swiss roll, a Cosmic Brownie, oatmeal cream pies, zebra cakes, uh... 
Oh, Lord. Honey Bun. And then let's see what else is there on. I don't know. Moral of the story is oatmeal cream pies are superior. They and that's really just all are. there is to it. Oatmeal cream pies are great. Zebra cakes are great. Okay. Would you would you slander fudge rounds? No, I would not. Okay. Because if you <laughs> if you slandered fudge rounds at all, I'm deleting no. this podcast. That's fine. And... <laughs> but hear me out. I work with a guy that swears up and down. He's he's done he has this, he's had the same breakfast for twenty years. Every morning he has a Mountain Dew and a honey bun. Oh and Lord. It, it's just uh... Okay. Now that's way too much sugar. Maybe replace the Mountain Dew with a Mountain Dew Zero Sugar and then give him the honey bun. Because I don't I'm pretty sure they don't make diet honey buns. But I just, man, y'all, oh, God. You and Connor both, man. Dude. Cosmic what, brownies you, are good, though. No, they're not, man. They're not good. Okay, so would you, okay, so a Christmas tree brownie. Basically the same thing during the holiday season when they have them little bad mother, mother effers out. You will, if you had a choice between chocolate Christmas trees, the little cakes, or a Christmas tree brownie. Which one are you picking? I swear to God. The Christmas tree. What? The brownie? The, yeah, the brownie. Okay. Okay, so that's basically the same thing as a cosmic oh, brownie, dude. Not. Yes, it is, dude. Same icing. It's just in a Christmas tree form, but it has icing on it. I mean, I mean, God, you got me all mixed up. It's basically the same thing, but in Christmas tree form with little ornaments on it. I don't know. I've seen where Connor had an awful take. I mean, we're friends and everything, but he's he hates on apple juice for no reason okay yeah now as an apple juice is a tier one drink he probably drinks like cran apple juice or something like that. and then he's also like a crispy bacon person and it's just not it's just not it yeah dude crispy bacon floppy bacon is the best and then I mean, the worst the worst one of them all was just like one cookie must go, and it's like it was like chocolate chip, oatmeal, snickerdoodle, peanut butter, frosted sugar, and like double oh. chocolate. And he picked peanut butter, and I'm just like, you, you're out of your mind. This man must have never had a Reese's peanut butter cookie come out straight out of the oven and hit his esophagus before. Oh, and I've, and then the biggest one that I think everyone was arguing about was like the best chocolate bar ever. And it was oh, like man. Snickers, Reese's, Almond Joy, Three Musketeer, Kit Kat, Mr. Good Bar, Baby Ruth, Hershey's, Mounds, and a Heath. And the amount of people that were like, yeah, Heath bars are great. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, was like I was like, okay, just go ahead and let me know who picks, you know, Mounds, Heath, Three Musketeer, or Almond Joy so I can block them and report them to the police. <laughs> Dude, I've never in my life had a Mounds. No. It's like uh, you go to the gas station, right? As a as a kid, it's like your parents getting gas. It's like, all right, pick you something. You have two hundred options, and you're just like, you know what I want? I really want a Mounds bar. I really no. love the the taste of an almond yeah. mixed with yeah. coconut as and a dark kid, chocolate. Like, you know what? I want a Heath bar. I, want, I really like the flavor to burnt bean coffee. Mm, yummy! Like no, just <laughs> shut your mouth. Pick either a Snickers, Reese's, or Kit Kat. 
the three best candy bars there are and go on with your day. Dude, speaking of Kit Kat, have you had the fruity cereal Kit Kat? Yes. Is it any good? It is very good. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to get. One and then one people, one. and then there's people that still. It's 2021, guys. Grow up. Candy corn's not good. It never has been. And it never will be. <laughs> I mean, there and for a minute there, candy corn was no, good. No, it was not. Yeah. It was never good. Listen, when you were younger, though, you got yeah. candy corn. It was really good. But now... There's, there, there's things in life that don't change. And one of those things in life that don't change for me is what happens when I receive candy corn. It goes to the same <laughs> spot every every year. It doesn't matter who gives it to me, what time of the year it goes, it's going to the trash. <laughs> what about uh, caramel apple? Uh, apple, goodness, apple. caramel apple suckers. Those things I love are, them. Love them. So freaking. You yes. remember back in uh, 2018? I bought like three bags of those. Absolutely. And every Saturday, I would have my. I would have one in my mouth. I'm like, what's up, man? Absolutely. Oh, Jesus. Shout out Joe Burrow. We love you. Wish you were Absolutely. Here. Here's the real question. Let's test our friendship. How do you get your steak cooked? Um, Not well done. Like a freaking stupid. What, you, you, don't, you don't like boot leather? Wow. You you get it well done? No, I get it. I know. Dude, I get it it's, at least medium. I get it medium rare, and that's it. Like, I, I mean, I've he tried was like, it's still moving, time. and I'm like, no, it's 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 good. Just don't listen. Don't try to make me feel bad because you have underdeveloped taste buds and still eat coleslaw. Like, grow up. <laughs> yeah, coleslaw is not the move. But no. most of the time, I get medium. Uh, it depends on where it's from, though. If it's from Texas Roadhouse, it's got to be medium. Um, to be fair, their medium is like medium rare. Exactly. They're medium rare. It's like rare, which it doesn't bother me. I like rare. Then, as long as as long as it's warm, I'm okay. Oh yeah. And but, but if it's from somewhere else, like where I've never been before, I mean, I at least say medium well. That way, I know that they at least it's edible. <laughs> yeah, at least they attempted to put it on the grill. Yeah. They're basically telling me it's medium. It's just we didn't do the well part. Yeah. But yeah, about medium is, is where I'm at. Do you enough. use 57 or A1? You want me to be completely honest? Neither. I, I don't I don't use either of them. I, I respect that. Sometimes I'll throw a little 57 on there. Just give a little. Okay, 57 tendon. is pretty good. I'm just, I'm not a big like steak sauce. Like, I'm not a big A1 person. I've never really liked the. Yeah. Back then I used to be an A1 a one guy, but growing growing up and taste buds got a whole lot better. A yeah. one just a little bit though, not a lot, not a lot. It tastes really good. Dude, we need to get my dad to fix us some steaks. He makes some great freaking steaks. Next time when he has some, I'm gonna be like, yeah, Corbin's coming over to grill them one up, make sure it's still mooing. Yep. But yeah, shout out dad, man. We need uh, we need some steaks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then here's this one. People slander grits like no other. Grits are the most unique food there is. You want them with your, you want them for breakfast, you make them sweet. Throw in some sugar, throw in some syrup, a little bit of butter. You got some sweet grits. Goes great. You want it for lunch, throw in a bit of cheese, a bit of salt. It's great. Grits are not bad. People need to grow up and like that. Sorry, that was a terrible Connor take, by the way. That's where no. that would come out. 
I'll be honest with you, never have had grits in my 20s, in my 10s, like from 10 to about 19. Um, But when I was younger, my mamma cooked up some good grits. And uh, that's one thing I wish that she she left a recipe for me. Um, I want to I want to try them again. I th- I, I want to try them again. She it has to be hers though. It can't be like Golden Corral. <laughs> I I to be fair, like there's I'm not gonna say any names. But there's this, this female I work with, and at once she was eating the worst combination I've ever seen in my life, which was peaches and cottage cheese. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. That's exactly what I said. But she said, she's like, you don't like cottage cheese. Yeah, cottage cheese goes great with everything. I said, you know where cottage cheese, what cottage cheese goes great with? Folded up in a plate in the trash can. That's where, that's where it's (laughs) best at. At the bottom of the trash can. (laughs) It goes really great with with a hefty bag. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh I don't know what's worse, cottage cheese or coleslaw. I genuinely it's don't a know. It's a tie. It really is. My favorite saying, to- though, is all the time is like, it's all the future memes. It's like, treat these women like you do Cane's coleslaw, trade it for more bread. <laughs> That's what I was and if you about. go to Cane's, though, Cain's, bro, we went, you we get went. extra bread. Especially. Oh, that bread slaps. Yeah. Not gonna lie. The bread was great. The chicken was great. Cane sauce is undefeated, not close. I could bathe in it. I would drink it like a freaking yeah. twenty-four ounce drink. Like I'm, it's so good. Now, I I think there's one in Knoxville. I might. There is. I might try to hit that up uh, sometime this week because I've been needing some uh, some quick trips to the bathroom. Uh, God forbid. God bless. Jesus Christ. Do you remember that? Yeah. 2019, no sleep. Where are we going to eat, Corbin? Oh, let's go to that yeah. Cane's right across the street. That This was before we got to check into – we had to – it was it wasn't like it was like we had no sleep, but we also had to burn 30 minutes because we couldn't check into the hotel yet. That is right, dude. So it was like, well, what do we do now? And literally, like, walking distance was Cane's, and we were like, eh, we might as well go. It's like we've never had it thought it was hopped up i was like all right i hope it's as good as it says it is it was there was a christmas time of kojo cutout in there that i almost took yeah like he had a santa hat on and everything i think i even ended up buying one of those little canes mascot yeah for, for a christmas tree i you think did. i still have it somewhere i don't know i have to look for it but yeah man that that whole that, trip was amazing that, it was the best part of that hear me out McDonald's spicy chicken, spicy McChicken, dude, with the fruit punch, the fruit punch and sweet and sour sauce. Oh my god, untouched, dude. And then, if there's one thing McDonald's needs to bring up here, it's the spicy chicken sandwich. Wiener Schnitzel, not a bad place. Guys were super nice, let us park there. So, we tried it (laughs) out. Wiener Schnitzel at 11 o'clock at night on the street that we were. No. Okay, to be fair, it, it I don't know if it mattered what restaurant we are. If you just said, oh, it was more like midnight because this was after we waited like an hour and a half, two hours meeting all the players. Oh, yeah. So, like, you're talking like midnight, downtown Baton Rouge, probably not. You're probably not going to meet good characters there. No. 
But to be yeah. fair, the guy that worked there, super nice, let us park there. Food wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't. It, it was really good. I think I took the rest of it to the hotel, finished it. Yeah. And then we, we got plastered and we were in bed <laughs> and yeah. right after we, we were asleep. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we went to sleep. Um, to be then, fair, I, I wish I could go back in time and retake the nap of the one oh after Canes after yes. driving for 12 hours. That was probably um, number one nap I've ever taken what, in my life. What was it like? It wasn't a long nap. It was what, like four and a half, five hours. And then we went to the. Yeah, we woke up. I think oh, it was LSU. Who were they playing? Morgan, uh, Montana State. Yeah, it was Montana State, and they had the guy from uh, mid uh, MTSU there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, one guy that took him to the tournament. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Holy crap! I remember that guy. I watched him play." Yeah. Um, to see Papa Scholar. Yeah, yeah, Papa Scholar, Daddy Trent, Trendon, uh, yeah. freaking who else was on there? Darius team? Days. Yeah, Darius Days. Uh, Javante, baby, Javante Smart, freaking so, uh, Tremont Waters. Tremont, yeah, Tremont Waters. Who else? I feel like I'm missing someone that was like really important that I just can't. I can't. Uh, Cam Thomas was last year. Yeah, Cam Thomas was last year, but that year it was Tremont Waters, Javante, Trinan Wofford, Darius Days. What a what a lineup. Who was the starting three? I can't remember. I can't either. That's actually going to bug me. Um, what number did he wear? I I couldn't even begin to tell you. Let's see. Oh, it was Emmett Williams. Oh, oh yeah. The reason yeah. why we the reason why we rolled our shorts up. Yeah. <laughs> that I was like, dude, I was like, I know I'm missing someone crazy. Who was it? it and we had it Nas was, Reed it, too. We it was Nas Reed, Emmett Williams, Marlon Taylor. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a That's great line who I was forgetting about. Emmett Williams. I'm yeah, Emmett sorry. Williams, man. If this makes it out to you, buddy, we we are big fans. If you want to yeah. come see us, whenever you guys play Memphis, if you're in the NBA, come see us. We're in Morristown. Uh, we're also in Knoxville. Come see us, man. We we love to we love to hear from you. So you you want to uh, hear something even more crazy? What's that? You know where Emmett went to high school at? Tennessee, Oak Ridge. No Oak Ridge. freaking way. Oak Ridge High School, bro. Okay. So Emmett, man, if you're out in Knoxville, let me and Corbin know because we will meet up with you at, at Hooters or well, Shana. Hooters. Shana's probably gonna get on to me about saying okay. that, but um, we'll meet up I, at like. I don't care. It, we're hanging out with Emmett. Well, yeah, I could care where. There's a walk-ons up here. We can. We'll, we'll meet up there. I mean, we'll we'll meet somewhere. Chili's, dude. Chili's superior all around. The chips and salsa. I swear to God, I could drink their. Their salsa. salsa is undoubtedly one of the best, and I don't care what anyone else says. Yeah, their it's... their salsa is the best. And Papa John's stuffed crust pizza is a no go. Um, you know who else I for, forgot off that team before what, we that? get uh, Cavell Big B Williams? No freaking way! Yeah, 
God, this team was man. stacked. Tremont Waters, Skylar Mays, Nas Reed, Javante Smart, Cavell, Emmett, Marlon Taylor, Darius Days. They made it to the Sweet 16, right? Yes. This was the year that the quote-unquote uh, Javante Smart getting paid and everyone like it was like a witch hunt for Will Wade. Oh, and then it yeah. turns out that it was like not guilty. And then yeah, the American badass himself, Will yeah. Wade. Freaking love Will Wade. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening to episode one of many episodes of Mouths of the South. Uh, Corbin, man, it's always great to talk football with you. And uh, can't wait to have you in the booth with me next week uh, when Cosby plays Oakdale at um, at Cosby, man. It's It's been a minute since, I think, since the first game of the season since we had you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm going to have you up there. It's been a minute since it's been it's been a year since I've been to the hill. I haven't been I haven't been to a Cosby game at home. I was to the first three that were all away games. God. But I finally get to I finally get to go back to the hill, so Well, you know, we'll be there for four straight times before the season ends, so that's a, that's a good thing. We don't have to drive three well yeah, we don't have to drive three hours to a yeah. to a game. So um but yeah, man, can't wait to have you back, and hopefully, all those picks that we have, um, we're right about. Uh, hopefully, we can agree that Cosmic Brownies are superior, and that you guys are full of it, just like I am right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, you're uh, full of it, thinking Cosmic Brownies are good. Okay, we'll we'll talk about that even more. We'll even get some fan insight on that. Like, it, it, Cosmic Brownies are really freaking good. Yeah, I can't I'm wait to have good. Connor on so me oh, and him can just legitimately tell you that your taste buds are underdeveloped. We're, we're going to have a shouting match in here. Uh, I, I, I feel like it. But um, so LSU plays Auburn um, at home in Death Valley. That's a game, of course, me and Corbin will be uh, screaming about if something goes wrong. And I'm pretty sure I will be getting a call if something great happens like we normally do um so man corbin it's been it's been an honor to have you on episode one of course we'll be back with more episodes in the future hopefully thursday nights maybe friday nights we'll have those recorded and put out for you um either friday evening or sunday or (laughs) wow saturday mornings uh don't forget to listen to the left turn podcast me and connor are going to try our best to get back in the studio together. and Well, not really the studio, but uh, try to record an episode for you guys, talk about uh, the upcoming races in the round of 12, Talladega, Charlotte Roval, and then the round of eight, and then rounding it off in Phoenix for the championship. Kyle Larson will probably win that. Um, anyway, and as for that, I'm Dallas Yunt. And, Corbin Saylor. And, yep. Yeah, man. We, say, I was going to say have a great night, but I thought you were going to say something. But uh, I, I don't even know what I was going to say. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep this in here. Go, <clears throat> Go Tigers. Auburn hate week. LSU by 40. Arkansas by 40. Cats by 90. Cats by 90. Cosmic Brownie oh. Superior. And with that, guys, I'm Dallas Hunt for Corbin Saylor. <laughs> for Corbin Saylor. This is the Mouths of the South podcast.